Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch your bandit run. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View, Tuesday edition. I am Clayton Harris, filling in for Del Kennedy, who will join us here shortly. We are also joined by dude number one, Jim York. How's it going, Mr. York? Good morning, Clayton. What's going on there? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, filling in for Delk until he gets here, which will be here in just a few minutes, hopefully. And uh, Ron Hart Tuesday. Ron is not with us yet, uh, but hopefully he will be joining us uh, shortly as well. So, uh, got a lot to uh, lot to talk about here on a Tuesday morning slash afternoon. So, Ron, Ron Hart uh, is now with us. How's it going, Ron? Good morning. Doing okay? Doing well. Doing well. Sorry, a little bit late to work. It's uh, completely... Yeah, we don't dock your pay, Ron. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ron, tell us what your latest article was about this week. I wrote about uh, uh, FJB and the horse he rode in on. Uh, just just recap the, the, the brilliance and the, and the elegance of the... Uh, first uh almost two years of joe biden's administration did, did the horse done to us so did the um, horse did the horse have training wheels <laughs> training wheels yeah i think i sent you last night everybody on facebook with mark safe from falling off your bike like a dummy um i, I don't know you feel sorry for the guy it's almost like cherry on the cake of, of a really bad bad year or so it's almost like i went i went from being mad at the guy from kind of feeling sorry for him right now actually but anybody can fall off a bike, Ron. I mean, that's not absolutely abnormal. Anybody yeah, can fall off a bike. The comical part of it is he's showing off for the media of his vigor, how young he is, how healthy he is, and all. He's just trying to show off. This is not – when you ride a bike, do you take a film crew with you? Well, no, you know that's normal. <laughs> when the president goes anywhere, film crew follows him around, paparazzi follows celebrities around. You know, that's normal. No paparazzi follow. They probably follow you around, Mr. York. You're a celebrity there in Columbia. No, I'm not a celebrity. No. They follow you around your yard. But, but you know, that's normal. There's nothing abnormal about that. Misstep on a bike and fall. Don't hurt yourself. Or or you say you don't hurt yourself, you know. He was wearing a helmet, thank goodness, on the bike. The same, one, the same helmet he wears when he walks upstairs. Probably had a Kevlar <laughs> vest on, too, you know. Bulletproof and all that stuff. Yeah, probably so. I don't know. He needs one. I don't know. He's worth killing. <laughs> Secret Service, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm well, ca- well I, Pence was worried about it, so that's why he didn't get in that limousine. He thought he was going to be wiped off. Pence, yeah. I'm kind of like you, Ron. I, 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 you can be angry at the guy, uh, but, you know, I, you, you kind of feel sorry for him. I, you know, I, I've had grandparents with dementia and gotten up older in age, and and they're no longer with us. But that, uh, just, just watching this, uh, it, it you kind of feel yeah. bad for the guy. 
Hard to watch, well, you know. You know it's for just his an, age, he's doing quite well. You know, uh, foreign dignitaries and people that go talk to him think he's very credible in what he says. He's not at least running off on a rant on some crazy stuff. Mr. York, who do they think he's credible? Of course they do. They're politicians. They're, they're trying to get a check from him, so of course they're going to compliment him. Mr. York, do you believe that he'll run again in 24, and do you believe that he should? I don't know. I mean, you know, if he's capable of running, he ought to run. Do you believe Trump ought to run again? <laughs> I think I, I think Trump will run again. Is he capable of running? Yeah, and I I, I, I I'm I, I tell you what, I, and I told Delk this yesterday. I, I was watching some of the Sunday shows, and I saw Mike Pompeo. On. He was hardly recognizable. He's lost so much weight, which tells me he's probably gearing up for a 2024 run himself. Have y'all noticed yeah. that? Have you seen him lately? Yeah, a guy named Brad Martin's a good dude, friend of mine. Is uh, a real active in Republican politics. He was from Memphis, uh, president of the University of Memphis for a while. Great guy, the youngest guy ever elected to state senate in Tennessee. Uh, rhino, no doubt about a moderate, moderate Republican. But he's a big Pompeo guy. He's gathering people. I guess that's a long, long way to say that Pompeo's gathering some people around him. And, you know, he's number one in his class at West Point. He was pretty strong in his job. Uh, when he did what he did, was loyal to the president because he's a military guy. But you know, I, I kind of like DeSantis, you know, in terms of that. I just think Trump will be disruptive. He's divisive and for whatever for his own worse. You know, so if you get Trump's policies with someone more palatable to the average person, then then you got a winner there. Now you're the second person. Is just as bad. I mean, he's just he, he's he's not as as he's he's doing things like a mini Trump, but he's not. Up in your face. Not as bright. The scenes doing it. The policies are the same, which I think American people like. They've proven to be successful without all the the bluster and the ego the egomaniac stuff he says. And and uh, Trump's his own worst enemy in that regard. He's just uh, he can't. I don't know. He for some reason cannot stop from you know being just being kind of a narcissist about everything he does. He's childish. He's got a childish mind. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Who hangs on stuff like he hangs on stuff? It's over with. Does yeah, he understand or understand how to read over? Over. Yeah, no, Biden, just about childish. Biden just fell off his bicycle. <laughs> There's nothing more childish than that. Can they put training wheels on it? You know, ra- races, that, races that are racing. Uh, it, fall off bikes, have crashes and everything. That's that's they're not They go about 35 miles an hour down mountaintops. It's a little different, but you stop and just fall over while you're still. But uh, I think they should put training wheels on it, or I think they need to launch a Russian investigation, Mr. York. See the Russian. <laughs> and then they got to get Comey well, back. Whatever, He's rested and ready. Comey, I think 35 million bucks in Comey. We can figure to get the bomb this thing. I blame him falling over on Have you all watched the hearings? Have you all found the hearing or followed any of the hearings? I mean, the Kabuki Theater? I, I, I have not. I've... Kabuki? That that 2,000 mules is Kabuki. <laughs> 2,000 mules has, has, has documentary film, it has FOMA has requested. Nothing. Things it has uh, mathematics and, and geolocating and, and people that are just you know honestly looking at it. This this January sixth is staged. 
Hey, you think Kilbert? Hey, Mr. Bill Barr said it wasn't worth the film it was put on. I mean, your own attorney general, old Barr, said it wasn't worth the film it was put on. So Bar- you don't Burrow's believe him. in charge of getting the bomb of things. He didn't do it, so he's going to say there was no crime there because he didn't pursue the crime. So it's self-serving for him to say that. A, B, he didn't have the. He's not in the position to say that to begin with, and. and also, do you think this Stephen Colbert, these these terrible people, busted in the Capitol illegally, and should they be arrested without bail and held for a year? Colbert's film crew if that broke in the Capitol. If they're reporting news, I mean, there's there were a lot he's of not, people taking he's pictures not news. and reporting news. Colbert's a no, comedian. They have a they're, news function? No, they don't. They're left wing comedians that are disruptive and, and being a jerk about things. So this should be. They break in the Capitol unauthorized. They're banging on doors. They're roaming around without you know someone with them. Capitol police arrest them. Don't you think they should be just and they, have, habeas, they have, habeas well well they should be arrested too if they broke the law if they were in the Capitol with the rioters doing things that the rioters was doing. Yeah, they should be arrested. But, but, too. but held without charges for a long long time. Maybe we need billboards across the country to see anybody. You know anybody else from Colbert's team that was in the Capitol? Good Lord, clutch my pearls. I mean. I hadn't heard anybody even arrested on Colbert's team. That's because they're not going to report that on any of the major news networks. But, yes, it did happen. They were warned, and then they ended up getting arrested. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, I'm, and I, look, I'm being silly. The Colbert's team probably shouldn't have been arrested, and, and about 75% of the people in January 6th shouldn't have been arrested. This is ridiculous. It's a show. 100% of them should have been arrested. <laughs> okay. 100% of the people who go to the Capitol to demonstrate Need to be arrested. Peacefully, yeah. How peaceful? Hurting policemen. The, the, the policemen that they supposed to revere are being beaten and gouged and all the incidents that took place. Who died? Oh, they were peaceful. Yeah. Who, the one, who died? The one, who died, James? Burbert, she died. Who, who died? Several of them died. Oh, the, the protesters, not any police. There was some police died also. No, they did not that day. Del Kennedy's with us now. Good morning, Del. Hey, good morning, folks. Now that that is just a lie. No police died. None. Zero. They died a week later in a car crash. They said they either you know they play, if he died a week later, the media report they died because of January six or because of COVID. injuries received during January six. No, no, that didn't that happen didn't either. either. Now, one person died. It was a woman uh, insurgent who they shot. You know, right, right. They shot because they were breaking into the to the Senate chambers. That's right. Should they shot. Should they shot the Colbert people? So yeah, it would have been. It would have been by that logic. It would have been legal to shoot one of the Colbert people. Yeah, right, Miss York. I don't think it was right to shoot. Depends on what they were doing. Depends they were just broke doing. into the building. That's broke what, into the building. He said it. Well, we saw a lot of demonstrators that were peacefully throwing spears and flags and everything and knocking out windows. They broke in the building. They should have been shot, too. This lady didn't this have a country. thing in her hand. She was totally unarmed. Well, this the country. cowards that pushed her in first, that's the one should have got it, you know? And same thing with BLM them people. Brazen, them brazen patriots. They pushed same, the woman same person in first. That the BLM people in Portland and Minneapolis and all these cities. BLM, BLM, buildings. BLM is not part of this discussion. We talk about If it would have been BLM people going to the Capitol to do that, there wouldn't be any alive today. None. Oh, golly, dog. I, I don't think anybody would have been, you know. 
it wouldn't be alive today. So they were allowed to burn buildings in Portland and Seattle and all these places. That and, was and some it, of the that was some of the radical right wing that got involved in those protests and, and set fires. And they there's radical right wing that did the BLM rallies. I got there's it. history oh, of yeah. actually finding and photographing those guys that were right wing that started breaking glass, setting fires deliberately to make it uh, look like the BLM people did show it. Me, show me that article. Oh my you never send me an article of things you say that are outlandish. I always ask you to send me where you find it. You never do. But let, let's do this. You think you think the FBI was involved in January 6th? How? As a part of the insurgency. What's that guy's no. Epps? What's the guy's no. name? Epps, you're thinking? Uh, I don't, the I don't the FBI that. director won't answer it. Uh, Senator Cruz asked him very directly, was the FBI involved? And instigating as a part of the January 6th right we he had any agents there that were part of the problem that started the, the, the riot. She said, I can't answer that. Well, maybe they can't answer that. They, maybe they know. Okay. Maybe they don't know. Okay, the folks. Yeah, is involved in a lot of things. You know, they were involved in, in, in eliminating the Black Panthers, they thought, but Black Panthers still exist. But they're eliminate. They, they are always infiltrating different areas of our social strata. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they should answer. And they're our government. They should answer to us. You can't answer to a U.S. senator. Who, who do you answer to? When, well, the scary part, Cruz who does the is, FBI Cruz really answer a, Cruz is an idiot. Who wants to answer him? There we go. Okay, he folks. He needs to answer for himself. All right, we're about to take a break. And, and what we're hearing, though, is an illustration of why we are on the way to civil war. Uh, we can't talk to each other. And and I, I, I take it as a refusal of the Democratic side. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I know don't. You would. Well, I, I've, I've asked you. I mean, the, the, well, the, I, the people that can't communicate re- reasonably and, and understand York, reason and I have, logic I have are asked the you, GOP. I've asked you. I still believe the election is false. I have asked you repeatedly on various issues to, you know, will you give me this and I'll give you that? And you refuse to give anything ever. You, you're not giving anything, Dell. I mean, you're giving some impossible stuff that that doesn't make any sense. I we'll play that game all day long if you want. You always refuse to give anything. I'm saying that you don't have you don't horse trade credibility. Sure. Last time he said he would go to 21 on assault rifles if you would agree to a very quick trial for anyone who did this and put them in the electric chair. You said no. No, I don't believe in the death penalty. I mean, uh, no, he, I don't he, believe in the stubborn death penalty. There. So why make an offer? Yeah, That's I mean, idiotic offer. You, if you know something, well, I don't well, then agree with offer. Why make an offer? Horse trade, counter offer. I don't believe in electric chair either, Mr. York. We waited too long. I think we need electric bleachers. All right, let's take a break come back. We can talk about the election of 1876 when people did compromise. The Democrats and the Republicans did compromise. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Grade. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. My name is Sheila Butt, and I am asking for your vote to be the next mayor of Murray County. I believe in our God-given rights and that our Tennessee Constitution is correct in saying that the power is inherent in the people. As your state representative, I stood against egregious government mandates, and I will find a plan for more controlled growth in Murray County. I hope that with your vote for Murray County Mayor, you will stand with me for faith, family, and freedom in Murray County. This ad paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Chairman. Three dudes with a view. I'm Clayton Harris. 
Mr. Jim York, dude number one, how's it going? Good morning, Clayton. What's going on? Oh, man, not a whole lot. Getting ready to, uh, I believe, once Delt gets back in the studio, we're going to talk about the election of 1876. But we are also joined on Tuesdays by a special guest, Ron Hart. How's it going, Ron? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And Delt Kennedy has joined us again in studios. Good morning, Delt. Good morning, Clayton. How's it going, man? I doing well, doing well. I was just telling them that I think we're about to talk about the election of 1876. Okay, let me see if I can lay this out. The election of 1876, uh, the Republican nominee was Rutherford B. Hayes. The Democratic nominee was Samuel Tilden. Uh, the Samuel Tilden won the popular vote. Now, don't think that the Republican and Democratic parties at that time are anything uh, like they are now. They've you know, changed significantly over the years. So they had they had different positions for sure. Um, but in eighteen seventy six the my phone keeps jumping around folks. Um, in eighteen seventy six the uh popular vote went to Tilden there were four contested states. All right, let me just try to describe it without getting it on my phone. Just go from memory, Doug. You were, you were around then, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Got a little dust on him, Ron. That's all. All right. Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina were all contested. Uh, if those states went to... Hayes, then Hayes would win by one electoral vote. If any of those states, the the uh, it was 185 to it was 185 electoral votes. Yeah, if if any of those states went for Tilden, then Tilden won. All three of them would have to go to Hayes for him to win. Yeah, there was a 20 electoral vote difference. 20 electoral votes were challenged. And, folks, this was a much – all right, I'm, I wish I were better prepared here. Here, here we go. The, this was a very much a different time in American history, 1876. Every one of these leaders had, been, had seen the Civil War. Neither the Republicans or the Democrats had the stomach for another Civil War. They, they had seen how awful it was, and they just weren't going to go there. So Not what like the, Al Gore, right? You saw Vietnam War from uh, he Not was, like he was Al over Gore, right, Del? Al Gore didn't want that, to put the country through a lot of stress, so he said, "I can see." Oh, that's why he went to the Supreme Court. Yeah, that was not bad. <laughs> and I don't think the threat was as real then. And second of all, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes was down nineteen votes, and he didn't concede. He was the Republican. Uh, but again, don't equate that the. The, the Republican and the, the Tilden was a very much different. So was Rutherford Hayes, any Republican or Democrat of today. Uh, so, all right, folks. What Congress did, I'm trying to find, all right, the Constitution. Yeah, apologies, folks. So you had 20 contested electoral votes. The Constitution provides this. 
the president of the Senate in the presence of the House of Representatives, and now the president of the Senate is the vice president, folks. It's the same thing. The president of the Senate shall, in the, in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives, open all the electoral certificates, and the votes shall then be counted. Now, that's all the Constitution says, and that's all the law there is on it, folks. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say you need to contest it. doesn't say you need to send it back to the states. doesn't say anything about that, does it, Del? Well, let me tell you what happened in 1876, Mr. York. Those three states were contested. There were competing factions within each state reporting a different vote outcome, which would be determinative if accepting one or accepting another would be determinative of who got elected president in this particular case, there being a 19-vote difference between Hayes and, and Tilden and uh and and uh, twenty contested votes. In, so, in other words, no, none of those states that were contested certified the election, though, did they? Yes, they did. They actually had competing certifications, as as we did as we did in this election. And so they uh, some like in one state, the governor certified for the Republicans, and and the uh, secretary of state certified for the Democrats. <coughs> And uh, they had competing, but that's really not relevant for terms of what the law is, Mr. York. And here, they, this is the Constitution provides the President of the Senate shall, in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives, open all certificates and the vote shall then be counted. That's it. That is the law. Now, on several different occasions throughout American history, the electoral, electoral count has been challenged, but this was the most severe challenge. And some held that the uh, that the vice president could decide what to count or not count. Uh, that didn't make a lot of sense. Still doesn't make any make any sense. But Congress, Congress clearly, clearly has the power to count or not count, to accept electors or reject electors. Congress clearly has that power. That's that is implicit in this clause in the Constitution. And so what they they could not agree. So what Congress did, by a vote of both houses, they established a 15-person electoral commission, which would count the votes, which would examine the electors submitted from the three contested states and decide which electors to accept or not accept uh, Tilden actually won the power. The Democrat he he won the popular vote in this election. There's no there's no question about that. So they established this 15 person commission. The Senate at that time was Republican, so the the they would have uh, five members from each of three places: five members from the U.S. Senate, five members from the U.S. Congress, and five members from the United States Supreme Court. Now, what you see when you read the history of this, though, is these folks, unlike this sham uh, picked uh, January 6th committee where Republicans were not allowed to participate on their own terms, Nancy Pelosi picked the Republicans who'd be on the committee. Uh, the majority wins when it comes to setting the committee. 
Bill? I miss York. The, this, you know, when you pick, pick a Pelosi style committee, a one sided show trial, you're looking for a civil war. These people well, weren't. Let me describe to you how these people were wait, not. Me, wait a minute. Now, McCarthy didn't want. To- he wanted to put certain people on that committee that had not been doing anything. And, and in 1876, the Republicans and the Democrats got to put the people on this commission of their choosing. Of that their choosing. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it right with this situation. Mr. York, you're just yelling. Situation. These and, folks are absolutely right-wing obstructionists, and it wasn't any sense in putting them on the committee. Mr. York, you got two there, fine there, people on there. Adam there, Kinzer there, and Liz Cheney that's doing there, a great there, job. Yeah, for the Democrats. The, the, uh, the, these folks... For the country. These folks were, were doing the right thing for the country. They were seeking to get a commission that actually had credibility, that actually whatever they decided, whoever they gave the presidency to, the country would follow along and not go back to civil war and the mass slaughter that they had seen only 11 years earlier. And that's what was going on here. And so the Senate picked, uh, the Senate was Republican. They picked three uh, members of the commission. The, the Democrats in the Senate picked two. Over on the House side, the House had the majority, so the House picked three members of the commission. And the Republicans picked two. Over on the Supreme Court, they didn't have enough Democrats at the time, but they they openly had discussions about which of the Supreme Court members were viewed as the less partisan ones, and they picked them. And so, Barry Ginsburg, I think, was on that. Yeah. So, yeah. so they formed a committee to save the country because they didn't want to fall into another civil war that they had just gotten into, right? That's about the size of what's matter with it. Where is that thinking in the country today in the Republican Party? I tell you what, what you, you're not listening to what I he's saying. I don't see that York. type he's of He's saying back then and you said that decide their people on the committee. Today it's a show because they take the softest, most angry Republicans who are almost getting ready to break with the party like Liz Cheney and put them on there. So that's not fair. It's not really true representation of Republican thinking. You, you get Liz that? Liz Cheney is a 90% voting for Trump policies. Adam Kinzer is probably in the 90s for uh, voting for Trump policies. How can you say they're not true conservatives? They're not. I don't know. I mean, obviously, by their actions up there, I think you should let the Republican Party appoint their people. It's what Trump says. Trump says they're not, so they're not. Who Worth picked the them? Dumb Democrats. dumb says they're not, so they're Mr. not. Mr. York in 1876. There's about, there's about three Democrats who have gone to the Republican Party, let's say in the last year, they've converted the Republican Party. What if what if uh, we, the Republicans or whatever, put those three people on a committee? Would you be upset about that mansion, let's say, and uh, and, and Christian Cinema, and or someone else that's, that's just getting ready to convert, just converted uh, to, to the Republican Party? Would that be fair? What, Cinema... They're Democrats, are supposed to be Democrats, but they vote for a lot of Republican policy. Okay, so that would be fair, though, if they did that? Would you be comfortable with that committee? Well, we already got a committee. You want to answer? We got a committee that's head by Democrats. It's got two Republicans, and it's bipartisan. Y'all, this is Looney Tune. I mean, there's no question, Mr. York, you can't deny that Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat, picked the two Republicans. She picked them. Now that's yeah, in, because, in 1876. Because McCarthy did not do what he was supposed to. That doesn't make any difference. Nobody that you know in 1876, the Democrats got to pick their 
members of the commission, and the Republicans got to pick their members of the commission. Well, and what they were striving to do, Miss York, is create a credible commission that the whole country would believe had made a fair decision. And if Jim there, Jordan was on that committee, we'd have got nothing. There wouldn't have been a, not not an investigation, nothing. There would have been nothing but obstructionists, and that's what Pelosi didn't want. She didn't want obstructionists on the committee. She wanted people who truly wanted to find out why democracy was threatened by that January 6th riot. This is lunatic. The whole January 6th riot were the Democrats right now. They got no policy wins. Their, their policies are terrible. The country's in terrible position. They keep going back this January 6th thing. It's like a soccer player who fakes an injury. I say he's hurt, lay on the ground when he really didn't get hit. That's all they're doing. They're, they're being modeling. They're being dramatic. It wasn't that big a deal. And all right. wars this country. The whole world is in trouble. All countries are having difficulties. It's Mr. not just the American folks. It's here. all across the globe are having difficulty because of the pandemic. And Miss no. York, Inflation. is it fair to pick a, a committee that's already made up their mind about the result before they even meet? We don't know what we don't know their mind was made up. They're investigating. That's what they're doing now. And they're going to show it to you what they found. And you had a number of Republicans who were in the administration coming forward to say, look, this is what happened. This is my role. And they don't want to be li- criminal liable for the stuff that took place. The, the, folks, the FBI, I mean, director, and, and, the FBI directors under oath. He's asked by Senator Cruz, were there FBI agents there kind of, you know, kind of agitating this thing to a, to to the end it went to name the guy's name is it Epsi or something? The guy's name, and, you know, the FBI agent, uh, and, and they don't answer. Is that getting to the truth? Who cares about one person? I'm concerned. <laughs> Who cares about facts? That were involved in the January 6th riot and mob of of overrunning the Capitol. Who played a role? Did Pence play a role in it? Did Trump play a role in it? Who played a role? Then why aren't Eastman play a role in it? All of them. We need that information. Why aren't they making a criminal referral then? Civil war. They're still in the midst of investigating. They've already come out and said they're not making a criminal referral. There's no, there's no way, there's there's no way to compromise and agree here. There's no way. It's a diversionary tactic. They they got terrible policies. The country's in bad shape. It's a diversionary tactic to keep everybody's eyes off of what they're really doing, which is a terrible job running the country. All right, let's take a break. It's so terrible. Civil war. Civil war. Unemployment. Lowest unemployment in fifty years. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm Charlie Norman, candidate for the Murray County Mayor. As your mayor from 2014 to 2018, I am now even more eager to address the needs of our fast-growing county. As exciting as it is to see our county grow, we must move forward in a planned and thoughtful process. We must always be good stewards of your tax dollars while at the same time moving ahead with planned growth. That's hands-on Murray County experience. I'm Charlie Norman, and I'm asking for your vote for Murray County Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. 
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Tennessee for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Being a lifelong resident of Murray County brings an understanding of our community's needs and the issues we face. The challenge? How to manage a growing community while preserving its unique character and traditions. From bettering our children's education to building better infrastructure, we have our work cut out for us. But together, challenges become opportunities. I'm Jason Gillum, Republican candidate to be your state representative in Murray County. And with your vote, I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative, Don Gillum Treasurer. He's bound to die. 
We gonna do what they say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run Okay, folks, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Tuesday, Ron Hart. Good uh, morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. There you go. All right, folks, we're talking about the election of 1876, and uh, we're talking about what a truly – they had a disputed electoral uh, contest back then rutherford b hayes democrat versus samuel tilden no rutherford b hayes republican versus samuel tilden democrat tilden won the popular vote three states were contested at the constitutionally mandated count in the congress presided over by the vi- vice president three states were contested rutherford b hayes was if 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 those states went to Tilden, Tilden would win by 19 votes. That was the difference. Or he would win by, yeah, or no, Tilden would win, yeah, Tilden would win by 19 votes. If if all 20 of those electors in the three contested states were awarded to Hayes, Hayes would win by one electoral vote. At the counting of the votes, a dispute arose with different competing certifications submitted in three different states. What Congress did was they wanted to avoid a civil war. They wanted to reach a compromise. They wanted to follow a process that the electorate would think was fair in resolving the problem, fair to both sides. Congress voted. Now, what Congress, this is not the first time there had been contested electoral votes. And what Congress had always done is to follow a procedure whereby electors would not be accepted unless both houses voted to accept the elector, the purported elector. So, as the Democrats held the House, All they had to do was to keep one state away from Hayes, and Tilden, the Democrat, would win. But they chose not to do that. They chose to, because they wanted a result that would be perceived as fair, Congress voted to establish a 15-member commission. Because the Senate was Republican at the time, so the Senate got five members, the House got five members, and the United States Supreme Court was to name five members, 15-person commission. The Republican Senate, uh, the Republicans in the Senate nominate, nominated three. The Democrats in the Senate nominated two. On the House side, the Democrat majority there nominated three members of the commission. The Republicans in the minority nominated two. The Supreme Court uh, they didn't have an, enough Democrats on the Supreme Court to get five together, but they they openly debated as to who was the most neutral, and it was an honest effort to find a neutral, uh, not biased, not preconceived uh, body 
to decide who won the election, Tilden or Hayes. And remember, this is at a post-Civil War environment. These folks, this is 11 years out. These folks had all seen the blood and carnage of a civil war. They didn't want to see it again. So they appreciated the importance of not only propriety, but the appearance of propriety, of, of following a process that all folks, Republican and Democrat, could agree that they got a fair hearing and an opportunity to have a redress of their grievances. And I don't, you're talking about one thing in the 1800s. I'm reading Victor David Hansen's article about this January 6th. He, he, he just says it better than that. He says, no speaker ever in the history of the United States has rejected the minority party's nominees to a select committee. That's true. Well, well no ever. speaker has had the opportunity to have someone who's going to burn the building down to be on a committee that's trying to fact find. That's the that's, problem. You don't put dramatic. a bank robber. Don't, 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 you don't, you don't so let crazy. a bank robber count the money. Don't, right, don't right. be like an eighth, like a junior high girl about this. I no think that's crazy. You're being like a baby. No speaker, let me say it one more time, has ever in the history of the United States rejected the minority party's selection to the House committee. That's Howard Baker. You know, those guys, I guess, who led the uh, Watergate. You know, Senator Sam Irving was on the other side. No one's ever done that. So we're in a new world. Like what Delft's point is, we're in a new world where... We are in a new world because we got people on in the Republican Party who's trying to tear down democracy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my goodness. They're threatening democracy, I'm not sure. They, yeah, they don't, you, you all don't even talk about democracy anymore on the right. Democracy. You talk, you talk about power and control. Democracy is, is when you're elected and allowed to put people well, in let the me, committee. Let me, That's let, democracy. Yeah, let, let me, this is the opposite of democracy. This is like yeah, a third world country. You know, yeah, and, I, and I can let's, sit let's, there. Let's tell the real story about that 1877. There was a lot of carnage going on in in South Carolina. They killed fifty the Democrats. Killed fifty uh, uh, black people uh, about the election. There was people that were signing electoral certificates that weren't qualified to sign them in the final agreement. Yeah. They put Hayes in office by eight to seven vote. The committee did, but they did it to remove the troops out of Louisiana and South Carolina. That's, that was the deal. I think you said Democrats shot African-Americans down there. Democrats were, were against what president Lincoln did during that, the emancipation proclamation. They yes. Shot, they shot blacks in, in South Carolina. I don't know if they shot him, but you they murdered him. Mur I said murder they murdered him. him. Murdered him, I guess. They, they actually did. The, the, all accounts, they did murder a good number of them. South Carolina had a voter turnout of 101%. Uh, and, and, yeah, right. 101% of eligible yeah, voters. 101%. Of eligible voters voted. And, uh, uh, yes. Stacey Abrams ran it. Yeah. But, but, but what but happened? The whole thing, in order to solve that election, that was a deal cut. Well, if it you let me finish the story, the federal troops out of Louisiana and South Carolina and Florida, and that was the while the commission met, the backdoor backroom negotiations continued, and they reached a compromise where the Democrats, I mean the Republicans, the Democrats would agree to give all twenty disputed electoral votes to Hayes, and the Republicans agreed, on the other hand, uh, to for President Hayes and, and to withdraw uh, all remaining occupying federal troops from southern states. And that was the compromise. And well, that was a backdoor deal. It was. And it was a good one, though, because it kept peace in the country, uh, reached a solution that the country could accept. 
and nobody went out there firing cannons uh, reopening the we store. We need more back 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 door deals, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's, why they put. It's still going on. This country. I wouldn't let Booty Edge, Booty Edge do it though. I would. I'd be careful at letting him do backdoor deals. Yeah, and let's you know, Mr. York. Let's you know what what are you willing to give in the present environment? I mean, what what, what would you do to make uh, myself and Ron and Clayton feel that the uh, ballot uh, was true and honest? There's evidence that the ballots were true and honest. It's just that you all don't believe that. You believe a liar, and he continues to perpetuate lying, and you still believe him. And and if you get to reality, I can cut a deal with you, but as long as you're in the realm of unreal stuff, I can't deal with it, Dell. Were Democrats unreal in 2016 when they said Russia influenced the election, and that's the reason why Hillary Clinton lost? Russia did influence. There's evidence and proof that they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How how they do it? Now, if you get me some proof, Dell, that the elections had fraud in them, would Bill Barr say it was no fraud? He used the highest office in this nation to try to investigate that and didn't find a thing. And now you all continue to say, "Hey, that was fraud in the election." They got suitcases of ballots and all that stuff. I can't. I can't talk to people who are unreal. It doesn't, you don't, you don't, you don't want to watch 2,000 uh, Mules, Mr. York? You don't want to look at that? 2,000 Mules is trash, man. Oh, yeah. So you haven't even seen it, though. That's, just, that's, that's how you operate. What, you haven't what, seen it. You, you haven't be, listened to it. I don't want to waste my time on stuff that's not credible. I know DeSue's from a long you know? history of the stuff that he writes in the, in, the, in, the, in the position he takes has always been counter to democratic values. Would you be willing to consider eliminating drop boxes in Georgia, Mr. York? Why should we consider that? You know, I was on the election commission. We tried to increase the access to voting, not close access to voting. Would you be able, would you, would, would you, would you consider the elimination of drop boxes in Georgia? Ms. I George? think there ought to be more drop boxes across this nation to give and people out there. That's people that work and can't get off the go vote. That I'm gives talking. them drop by the drop box, drop your ballot in, and keep going to work. He's in favor of 4,000 4, mules, right? Uh, you know, one mule and 40 acres or something. <laughs> why, why, do you, why, why do you think these mules, these, putting these gloves on, these blue plastic gloves, dump 10 ballots in a box, then take the gloves off and throw it in the trash can. Well, why does the feel folks in good North Carolina even perpetuate something like that? That's the only place they ever found mules in all those gr- people hey, serving hey, time. Same now. group that found them in, in North Carolina for the Republicans found the Democrats. How is that not nonpartisan? Same group. Stuck, I don't, huh? Just like you all don't believe election was a fraud, I don't believe that 2,000 mules is credible. Miss York, to, to avoid a civil war, would you be willing to sit down and have a, a, a discussion with me about drop boxes? Why Why would we eliminate access to voting, Dell? That's an unreasonable request. Well, I just said the reason would be to avoid a civil war. Let it be. Traditionally, people show up and vote. I fought for this flag to vote every time I get a chance. And if if somebody's going to have a civil war uh, in in lieu of letting people vote, let's have the war. There we go. (laughs) Point proof. You make a silly statement. In lieu of letting people vote. 
People are allowed to vote, Mr. York. They vote. Well, we just talk about drop boxes. That's taking away an opportunity to vote. Well, this is where we are in this country today, folks. Um, you want to put drop boxes only in country clubs, and baby? It's, it's I the, want to put drop boxes on every corner and every voting. Miss so York, people can vote. Mr. York, what would you like from my side in terms of, of voting? Deal with the truth. <laughs> you know, in Georgia, that's not, a, that's not even the, be- with the truth. That's it, not even the beginning of a conversation it, in Georgia. If you if you believe in the truth, then we don't have a problem. It, well, then it, you believe in authoritarianism and communism, and that's I don't believe in communism or authoritarianism. You, you are you have just right you have just for. said that you are willing to make me accept the truth, your truth, at no, the end I'm of a gun. Saying make you, I say you yeah. believe in the truth. If you believe in the truth. We can have a conversation as long as you are unreal. That's what democracy. That's what democracy is all about. People have different truths. In Georgia, you are only people have different opinions. It could be the truth, but when you deal with a lie and you believe in a lie, that is not the truth. Mr. York, in Georgia, only the persons that has the ballot is allowed to put their own ballot into a drop box that that is the law so they can't take their brother or their sisters or their grandmother's ballot and put it in there that has to be done by the individual the video the, the, so, the video they're going to apartment buildings old folks homes uh maybe even making up ballots and stuff fill them out and just dump them in boxes so any video of someone putting in multiple ballots that's an illegal vote and there's what, can't, what there's footage of it. American reservation where they don't have transportation, they don't have a mailboxes. What about one person collecting all the ballots on a Native American reservation and putting them in a ballot box? I, I'm telling you what we the law is. About state of Georgia. Atlanta. We're talking about the state of Georgia, where there is video footage from uh, Freedom of Information Act of video footage of people putting multiple, and I mean multiple ballots into a box. That right there is an illegal act. And why do the votes show up at midnight, too? They show up at midnight. I wouldn't as far as I could throw it. All right, there we go. All the votes show up at midnight, too. So the day before, two days before, you put them in there, they can't In 1876, America and leaders on both sides were willing to lead the country forward, find compromise. Today, the Democrats just simply aren't. They aren't. Why is it always the Democrats don't? I'm willing, Ms. York...